0: HLB Cross-Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Andrea Mosley, I'm joined today by Carlos Camacho, um, HLB's global transfer pricing leader, and Marina Gentile from HLB USA, who will be discussing um, transfer pricing in the post-COVID world. So, at the start of the pandemic, multinational groups had to make swift adjustments to their operations to mitigate disruptions. So, what issues have emerged that businesses weren't prepared for and how does this impact transfer pricing? Uh, Carlos, I'll start with you.
1: Yes, I guess that the first thing we have to focus on is that transfer pricing is always related to uh, transactions amongst uh, related parties. Therefore, not all the alignments and the changes occurring as a result of COVID-19 are to do with related parties. Yet, this is going to be challenging because we have to prove that those made with related parties are based upon on the arms length principle, although the alignment of the whole value chain is suffered a major, major change and is going to continue to do so.
2: Right. Absolutely. As as disruptions, um, excellent point, Carlos, as disruptions, you know, happen overall in the business, whether it's the supply chain or sales are down or, you know, costs increasing, you know, to to mitigate the impact, it all does impact transfer pricing as well. So, um, you know, there's a consideration that needs to be had there. The values and risks and functions of the different entities may be disrupted. So.
0: Very true. Um, And moving on then, so transfer pricing models, as you mentioned, that will kind of need to be adjusted during 2020 to factor in any changes to things like supply chain, demand for products and services or workforce disruption. So what impact do you think will this have for multinational enterprises and what opportunities does this present? Marina, I'll start
2: with you. Sure. So impact-wise, uh, certainly 2020 will, uh, I, I believe most companies, not not all will be disrupted, but in one way or another, and sometimes it just depends on timing and in and, and what way. I definitely work with my clients to make sure they're capturing the impact. It, to me, it's all about understanding the story of your business and the COVID-19 disruptions so that you can quantify them. And then we can adjust for them in the transfer pricing because you know the perception will be, okay, so profits are down. And and you know, I think it's gonna be short-lived by the time this gets audited as to why they're down. And the expectation is it would be, you know, need the, the taxpayer would still need to fit into the normal transfer pricing model so it's our job and the taxpayer's job to to say wait a minute remember that whole pandemic thing we had going on <laughs> that kind of wrecked our business um and and just to kind of quantify for that so adjustments to the the their financials to say if not for you know covid-19 we would have been here and then possibly adjustments to the comparables as well i mean and it's it's very individual so Indeed. And, I, and I guess
1: that one of the major challenges is to be ready to uh, document appropriate all these changes uh, in a storytelling fashion that is suitable for the next several years when the added procedures are going to take place. Because by the time the tax authorities come to the taxpayers, it's going to be so, several years. And with the silence that most of the tax authorities are keeping all around the world regarding how do they perceive or anticipate that the taxpayers shall be behaving as far as compliance, as far as documenting their uh, whole transaction impacts, I guess that this is only going to be a major challenge that together we can make it better for uh, taxpayers. And in fact, uh, it's highly recommended to have experts uh, in, uh, involved in the how to do it and not to wait until the compliance end, but to work from the documentation starting right now.
2: Yeah, that's an excellent point. I just want to kind of tap into that as well, that talk to your advisors now, right? Even though you're not documenting FY 2020, you know, until a year from now, the discussions need to happen now so they can guide you as to what to capture, you know, how to start quantifying, how to think about it, um, because it really is unique to the different businesses and industries and how their model, their business models work.
0: So that would be your sort of key advice. Um for businesses now if like how if they're if I was a multinational organization and I'm thinking about how am I going to prepare f- to account for those changes it would be your advice would to, be to speak to an advisor now rather than wait until um you know two three years down the line when they're, they're having those comparability issues that they'll they'll be facing
2: yeah as an the ahead, most
1: important thing will be to to have the guidance of planning because mm-hmm. uh, the, the other approach to compliance is planning, and in fact we are at the right timing for doing planning as far as how to document this phenomena. Even the guidelines of 2017 on the OECD mm-hmm. only have one paragraph saying "extraordinary economic situations." Period. Mm-hmm as a whole concept that never ever in the mind of anybody had the impact of COVID-19 as a potential consideration at all
2: right yeah and 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 the difference is you know when when as advisors Carlos and I you know go to document what happened and it's you know after the year end and the books are closed you know, we have we have fewer tools, if you will, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's a look back. You know, the taxpayers close their books, it's done, and now we need to document what happened. Whereas today, if they bring us in, we can change what's happening in 2020. And I think that's really critical for um for clients to understand is we can come in and adapt your transfer pricing today to already put you in a in a better position, you know, as you close your year.
0: Great. And governments will shortly start the process of recouping the support they offered businesses during the early stages of the pandemic. So do you foresee um, an increase in the level of tax audits and in particular focus of the transfer pricing strategies of a business?
1: I guess so, because most of the governments are going to have major uh, deficits um, and that deficit shall be financed. And multinationals are always top of mind of uh, governments, not only because they have, uh, let's uh, use a word I just don't like to use, but it's descriptive, a deeper pocket. And therefore, there is a a, a likelihood of somebody that may have payment capabilities or even to avoid the conflict or to minimize the impact might be willing to get into an agreement with governments, even if that agreement is a bad agreement because of reputational matters.
2: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think there have been hints that, uh, you know, um, that there'll be increased scrutiny. I mean, there has been for, I think, a few years in the U.S., but, you know, as soon as COVID hit, the IRS um, uh, issued something that actually wasn't COVID specific, but the timing was very interesting. And it effectively said, hey, taxpayers, you need to do better with your transfer pricing. We see some weak transfer pricing out there and we need you to strengthen that. So already they've sort of planted the seed that you know it, it, transfer pricing is not going away. There's nothing about it will go away. The questions will continue to be asked. It's low hanging fruit in a lot of ways. It really is. And it's also if you're dealing with, you know, maybe a U.S. sub with foreign parents or et cetera, it's also the perception of, hey, we're, you know, we're patriotically trying to protect our revenue base. And that's for every country, right? You know, in the the opposite direction. So it's, you know, I I think it's only going to increase, so.
1: Yeah, the plate is not going to be enough for many patriotics because if everybody wants their whole pizza, as a result of being patriotic. All of a sudden, there is not a slice for everyone.
2: Right. Yeah, right.
0: So, if predicted, we are heading for you know another global recession. So, what are your recommendations for businesses with cross-border operations related to their transfer pricing strategies as we move into this new post-COVID world?
1: I guess that the the recommendation we're uh, providing uh, in general, and there is really no general uh, recipe that affects all or fits all the needs, but it's a general predicate which shouldn't see transfer pricing as an impediment to access the economies of scale, their restructuring and the redimensioning to the market target uh, of the businesses businesses need to keep up and competitive they need to become profitable and if in doing so they need to enter into transactions that might be taking the scope of transfer pricing all we have to be careful about is documenting well that transaction the business purpose of such a transaction but we shouldn't see transfer pricing as a barrier, and more likely than not, we might see transfer pricing as the catalysator for getting this change justified before tax administrations.
2: Yeah, I think like any economic turmoil, right, It it brings as much opportunity as it brings a disruption, right? So now's the time to kind of uh strategically, look at your organization, and I think there's real opportunity for multinationals to become just a stronger being in the future right? I think covid nineteen disruptions and the terrorists before them and you know et cetera have just brought to light any sort of weaknesses in the organization. You know where do we need to focus more? where do we need to look, and one of those big areas is cash flow cash flow management or or lack thereof right i mean there was this whole push for you know where's the cash how do we get it to the entities that need it and then you know discoveries are made that well it's trapped in countries where it's not super easy to to get the cash out right maybe it takes 13 months maybe you you know need to go through a lot of paperwork you know there there are markets out there like that so Transfer pricing is a very effective, you know, tax minimization tool, but it's also a very effective cash flow management tool. So done properly, Carlos, I'm sure you'd agree with me, done properly and strategically, you really can have this sort of multinational, you know, of the future that's run much more efficiently, um, you know, based on these, these analyses and models.
0: Great. Well, thank you very much for your time and thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. For more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights, visit www.hlb.global/insights.